multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Tonight, it's interview time again with comedian, theologian, survivor, and all-around swell guy, Duncan Trussell, back for a second helping. Duncan goes deep as we learn to live inside the mystery. The pride of earning a spit take from Bellelli. Beaver bites, life straws, jangling the net of Indra, and working on yourself as much as you can so that you can help the person closest to you. And now, quietly awaiting my one-way ticket to Guantanamo, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, answering hopelessness with a defiant smile and a raised middle finger, Daniele Bolelli. Away we go. As if things could not get more exciting, another blessed repeat visit from none other than Duncan Trussell. But first, may I please introduce you, the actor you've known for all these years, Daniele Bolelli. The handsome, the lovely, the very, very, very Italian. Humble. Yes. Him. The humble, of course. The humble. I forgot that. Very important to mention that. Yes. Duncan. Duncan is the man. Uh, we've had, uh, he was our first guest. We've had so many good conversations over time on his podcast, on my podcast, when no microphones were on. Um, Duncan is always fun to chat with, and today is going to be no exception to that. Um, so, you guys are in for something good. Let's get down to business on a couple of things. A million thank you to Datsusara, our sponsor. I can't get over the whole concept, like the whole Datsusara. Can you believe him? Being sponsored by somebody whose whole theme is about creating your own path, it's beautiful. It's and like, being sustainable and making the earth a better place. Yeah. And I couldn't have, uh, if somebody told me three years ago, imagine a scenario in which you're running a podcast and you get sponsored by, like that would be pretty much as good as it gets. Well, yeah. either that under, sorry, Chris, but, you know, if a brothel in Nevada decide to sponsor me, that may be a good step. But, you know, other than that, other than the brothel in Nevada, I would say... And, that and, and, to, and to be equivalent, the brothel would have to offer extreme quality. Yes. Because that's the Most other thing. Definitely. These bags are awesome. I cannot brag about mine enough and will to the end of time. The product is great. It is worth the money because it is craftsmanship combined with great materials and don't forget the micro ninjas. Of course, never forget those big time. Buy one or you're foolish because computer bag you can have a better thing. I don't think it just. The no, best. it's it's great, and uh, I'm really really happy with this stuff. So, thank you, Chris. Yes, a million thank yous. Um, thank you also to our affiliate sponsor, Sure Design T-shirt. Bennett is a great guy, and every time we exchange messages, I'm cracking up and. Every time, like when when we first hooked up, he told me, "Oh, you know, take a look at um, take a look at the shirts that I have, so that you know when you actually pitch the product, you know what we're talking about. And if you want, you know, three, four samples or whatever more, you can get." He's a super generous, right? So he's always like, "Ah, whatever you want, this and that." I was like, "This is dangerous thing to say to me because I have just look at your website and I want every single damn thing on it, including the super tight women pants in multiple colors. Even those look good on me right now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's dangerous. Is uh, there's uh, all sort of really good stuff that he has there. The stuff is, as the kids would say, dope. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's really cool, and um, probably awesome new designs on their way. Yep. I am worried that Gandhi's uh, likeness is being passed on to the correct people, because that's pretty cool. Yeah, we should work on that. And as usual, for all our affiliate sponsors, for that's SSR as well, um, check the codes on our... Um, on the notes for this episode because we'll always have the codes that you can type in so if you are going to buy something from them you get a discount which is better than a kick in the ass so um coracao chocolate clearly same story goes here for the food of the gods if you are in the mood to eat some awesome chocolate you'll have the link in the notes and um, the code that you can get for a discount audible books audible you know audible.com is like you get the um, I keep hearing it more and more and more. It's like, I don't know if it was just me being out of the loop, but three years ago, if somebody told me about audiobooks, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I barely would even know that, oh, really? They make them? Now it's like more and more people are telling me when my books are not, I've been turned into audio. And by the way, for those of you guys who are wondering, it's completely beyond my control. You know, once you write a book, it's purely publisher decisions being made and deals that are made with Audible, all of that is entirely beyond me, is entirely beyond the people I work with through Audible. Um, it's becoming like more and more people listen to books more than they read books, because kind of like the way you listen to a podcast, you know, it's easy, you're working or you're on in the car, you're doing, it doesn't take other your hands are free. Your <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Rich is making some very obscene gestures at the moment. I just and, have an itch, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, but in any case, so if you guys uh, want to try audiobooks, um, first month is free. If you decide to cancel, you're done. You just got one audiobook and had fun with it. If you decide you want to keep it, it's $15 a month, kind of like a Netflix of audiobooks. And uh, that's the deal. So check it in the episode notes. Um, our t shirts, we have stocked up again on a few of the sizes that I run out. The new shirts, they are um, the reds are the same. The gray are a much, much lighter type of gray. So if you end up ordering one of those, just make sure you know it's a much lighter gray. Uh, I love it, by the way. It's a great color, but um, complete surprise. I like it a lot, though. And so again, the, u- the usual way to order is just send me an email at uh, body1974 at yahoo.com, B-O-D-H-I-1974 at yahoo.com. And uh, I'll get back to you regarding what to do and making sure we have your size and favorite color and all that stuff. Uh, thank you to Daisy House for the awesome music. We have um, we actually have no donations to speak of right now because we're recording right after we finish recording the other one just a couple of days ago. So nobody jumped in in the meantime. We're stockpiling for the summer. Exactly. Yes. What we're doing, in case you're wondering, is we're recording a bunch of episodes and that are going to be released over time because... I'm Italian, which means summer, I go on vacation. Uh, well, vacation, so to speak, because yes, I am going to go back to Italy for quite a few weeks, but I have to present a book because on the Warriors Path will be um, in Italian. I'll be doing, you know, I'll be doing seven million things. So it's like vacation, work, the, fun, all together. Vacation. You know? Yeah. Must clearly be an Italian word. I'm not familiar with it at all. <laughs> I know. It's like, that, by the way, freaks me out about American life is the idea that the average job gives you two weeks off. It's like, two weeks? What the fuck are two weeks? It's like, two weeks is barely enough time to switch gears before you're back at the grind. If you're in the unusual opportunity to take them together. Yeah. Most people have to waste one 
close to Christmas time and the other is some nebulous thing, probably spring break, so you don't get one. It's madness. This is one of the things we have to work on changing people. The rest of the world takes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. We don't have to work 15 hours a day. We don't have to work 52 weeks a year. We can get the same amount of shit done right. by calming it down, focusing, and having good work time. Yeah, exactly. Not just stretching the hours and wearing everybody out. It's bullshit, but... That's for another time. And on that note, yeah, figure out something you want to do with your life that actually gives you the time you want. Because otherwise, uh, you know, and you can do it where you take a shit job or you are zillion hours a week for six months and then it gives you six months off because you have made enough that you decide you're done and you walk away. That works too. If you can find the perfect job where, but the bottom line is otherwise it's just crazy slavery that you have to do forever and it sucks. It's sad. Or at least, yeah, put the least possible amount to get away with it and save your energy for the second that you're done. Or the thing you're passionate about. If you're into it. Yeah. Knows the grindstone, do it. You'll yeah. get your vacation one day. I understand that. But working for the man, showing up and putting your headset on and selling widgets for the fuck co. Right. No, 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 no. Or exactly, do it like you're a monk. When like, you're there, you're going through the motions, but really you're just saving your energy for the second it's over. And then you have another eight hours before you go to bed to do whatever you want. Yeah. And that also works. But um, Amazon link, if you guys need to buy anything from Amazon, please use our link. That would help a bunch. And uh, as usual, if you end up buying uh, any of my books or if you donate to the show, I'll make sure to um, email you a PDF of quotes and um, aphorisms. Some taken from Creator on Religion, some from On the Warrior's Path. There's some unpublished stuff. Um, so email me if you well for donations you don't need to email me I see it when the donation arrives but if you end up buying the book and you want the PDF just email me and I'll email you back with the PDF anything else um? I do have one quick thing I um, I started a, a Drunken Taoist um, group site on kiva.org so I can, so actually you sent me an email I haven't checked yeah, you it can out combine yet. everybody yes. together and what they're doing right now sometimes when people give big chunks of money mm-hmm. they will give those out as beginner $25 donation. So you can just go pick a loan, give it to somebody. Somebody else will put the money up. You don't get the money back, but you can watch it be paid paid off. And if you want to contact me, since I am a member, therichimon at gmail.com, I can send you an invitation as long as the money's available. And I think at least half of it's left. So you can watch how it works. It is one of the coolest things in the whole world. I love it. It's fun to give people money so they can get a cow or buy a pump for their water station to help their community. And... It really is you getting involved with the world. So I recommend it. Kiva.org, even if you don't want to do anything with us, check it out. It is so worthwhile. And it's that, what was it, the net we were talking about? I, I and said the, the word wrong. Findra, yeah. yeah. It's a, a tiny little jangle in the right direction to make it shiny uh, towards the dark places. Isn't that a weird trick, by the way? We're talking about something that happened in our past that will happen in your future. Awesome. Because we are recording afterwards. This is all very complicated. Well, let's get to it. On that note, are uh, ready to roll. Okay. Beautiful night in Southern California. There's an awesome moon outside, and we are in the si- inside the home of Mr. Duncan Trussell. We would introduce him as the coolest human alive if he wasn't for the fact that the title has already been claimed by yours truly but <laughs> otherwise that would definitely be the introduction hello <laughs> thanks <laughs> i i gotta say man i am 
I do not consider myself to be even close to the coolest part. There are so many cooler people out uh, there, man. They're astronauts. It's just you in a spacesuit, that's all. Uh, it's, it's me Russell around you. God damn, man. Somebody's going to get to do the first fucking podcast in space, and it drives me nuts. Anyway... <laughs> Where, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that, well, we didn't exactly bring you luck. You know, you came onto the podcast and then you had a shitty damn intense year for the last year or so. Did I have two balls when I did your podcast you sure last? did. Wow. Yes. So that's a good start that's right there. That's amazing. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, actually, that's one way to look at it. Like I had a shitty year, but then another way to look at it is when I came on your podcast, I had cancer in my body and was dying of cancer. Right. And now it's gone. Yeah. So no, definitely. actually, the year's much better. And the fact, as usual, especially in your case, is what you make of it. But the thing is, objectively speaking, you had a challenge in here. Let's put it that way. The fact that then challenges, you can get something out of it, or overcome, or actually turn them into something amazing. Well, that's great. But the the challenge part is still there. Man, I know. It's like, I, it, 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 when I say this, it sounds insane, but it, it's been the best year of my life. And that's a, such a bizarre paradox when you consider the fact that my mom died and i got one of my balls cut off it's like when if you tell if that's on a menu for how you're gonna spit yeah if that's on a menu with you're not gonna pick those for what you want to have to happen to you during a year but man i i there's uh it's just so wonderful to have real events happen instead of the numbing anesthesia of modern society and that illusory bubble that everybody exists within where they get to pretend they're completely safe in this imaginary playhouse when that thing's gone it's quite you really it's quite beautiful to not have a an imaginary phantom biodome surrounding you where you think you're gonna live forever everything's okay Yeah, when you put it that way, the mom plus ball chopped off, I would say, yes, I would rather have the second best year in your life happen to me. (laughs) I'm not so sure I want to sign up for the first. Well, man, you know, it's like, um, yeah, I know. It's it's something that's uh, a real confusing thing because I feel so happy and like, and more grateful than I've ever felt. And well, do tell exactly, because I mean, the objective reality of these and these happen would make most people go, damn, shit, that's rough here. The, the objective is not what you're feeling inside. So why is, why is it any different? Why do you feel, why you're not all like whipping yourself, going, oh my God, I have the worst luck in the world, this year sucks, my life is blah, 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 you know? Right. Why not? Well... The, um, well, there, for one, the testicular cancer, um, I identified, I identified cancer in my body and then Western medicine healed me. Mm -hmm. So I eliminated a disease that was growing in my body and now I'm right so much more in tune with what where where I am health wise I get regular checkups I get CT scans and checks and like there's no more mystery I'm not before I was living in this kind of delusional mystery mm-hmm. well I, I'm sure I'll be I'm fine I'll be fine I don't need to go to a doctor who needs to get a checkup I don't need a checkup I'm fine 
this silly baby juvenile thing pretending that this body that I'm in was somehow permanent and 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 I wasn't very loving to myself if you you know so many people are not loving to themselves and they pretend that they're being John Wayne I don't go to doctors right but really you're just being a pussy <laughs> you're not going to the doctor because you're you're not skipping the doctor out of bravery. You're skipping the doctor out of cowardice because you know that when you go there, you might get a nice dose of truth handed to you. And people would rather die than experience truth, which right. is a very funny thing. They would rather die of an unknown ailment, collapse into a, into a heaving heap of suffering, than at least get the chance to fight. So in that way, I feel... Um, it's nice to know what's going on with your body as much as you can. So in that way, it's good. And um, also, the uh, cancer is a is, is it also gives you all the cliche things you hear about in the hacky country songs. So it gives you this appreciation for life, <laughs> and it gives you this sense of not rushing anymore, and it gives you a feeling that you don't have to live by any kind of label that you don't uh -huh. want to live by and that you get to so your life gets given back to you or your it's kind of like your life's fallen asleep and cancer wakes it up so so if and if you survive the waking up process and the cancer doesn't kill you then suddenly you're of living course. in this amazing universe of where you where you just feel grateful to be alive yep, yeah yeah because i mean that's the thing the paradox of it all is that when stuff bonus time yep when stuff is good, bonus you... time, dude. I should have been dead of an appendicitis when I was twelve. That's a good if way it had to been like thirty years earlier. Bye bye. No, but that's a great way to put it. It's like when the pinball machine gives you an extra credit or yeah. something. You got one more no. ball. Yeah, yeah, one more ball. Exactly. So, by the way, right before we started, Duncan was giving us his report on his one ball, and Jesus, this man is. I had to literally spit all the beer I had in my mouth into <laughs> run to the closest place I could find where it was decent to spit in because this man. Is just cracking me up. <laughs> that was very fine. It's very makes me happy to get you to do a spit take below yeah. because you're hilarious already. But yeah, man. So there's that, and um, and then my mom dying. Um, I'm not gonna pretend that that's something I've assimilated because uh, it happened recently, and uh, you don't you probably don't assimilate that. But I did. Um, that kind of stuff gives you empathy, you know. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you when you have a parent die, it gives you a kind of empathy for everyone that you know who has parents who have died, or for people who have mm -hmm. experienced loss, and um, something about that open like put me in, in into my heart in a way that I haven't been uh, before. Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain, no, but no. it put me like uh, into a place of. Uh, like everything just leads you to a place of gratitude. It all just leads you to a place of gratitude. And when you're feeling grateful, and I hate that word. It's such a stupid word. And when you're not feeling gratitude, it's such an annoying thing to hear. And it's not like I'm, con it's not like I'm levitating around my sure. apartment in some kind of an enlightened state of joy. It's like I uh, t t today. No, that's not happening. Like today, I, I, you generally, I'll wake up in the middle of a argument I'm having with a phantom, like some asshole that I've brought from the past or right. a comedian I don't like, and I'm in a deep, angry argument with them, and then I have to meditate and uh, or go jogging, and then my mind will gain some tranquility. But all of that, like the compulsion to 
amplify my spiritual practice and to become more disciplined about meditating, the compulsion to exercise, the compulsion to um, try to make the most out of my existence, his all those knobs have been turned on high. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the key then is the how to keep it alive when life becomes normal again. How to make sure because forgetting is very easy, right? Yes, and it's like very easy to then start fall into the same pattern of not and and for of taking things for granted which is what ultimately kills the magic of it all. Yes. Because you're just moving by inertia rather than looking at stuff or what it is. And uh, that's a trick to make sure that you don't need a reminder every three years or something because those are not fun reminders. No. So it's like to be able to stay in that space is... Mm, it's it's a real trick. It's definitely. a trick. Yeah. It's a trick, man. I mean, it's not... A, you know what? It's not really a trick. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, it's a trick in the sense that it's easy to, to not be disciplined, mm-hmm. yep. but it's, it, you know, like getting in, getting muscles is a trick. Right. Yeah. It's it a trick to get muscles. Yep. It's a trick, but really it's not a trick because if you want to get muscles, what you do is you eat the right food and then you go right. to the gym every other day. Yeah. It's not magic. There's a, there's a methodology to it all. There's a very, very clear simple methodology. step one, step two, step three. That's not even step one, step two, step three. Just do it. You and know, if that's it, it, you yeah. do it. And then yeah. with, with, um, with, uh, you know, a spiritual practice, it's identical. You just, every day you don't want to do it. A lot of the times you don't want to do it and you just sit down and whatever your meditation happens to be, whether it's chanting or prayer or mindfulness or Vipassana or whatever the fuck you do, you just do it and you do it for a long time. You do it for longer. You do it for as long as you would do anything you wanted to get good at. You don't do it for three minutes and pretend that you're meditating. You can, but really you just like, it's this actionable thing where you sit down and you meditate for 45 minutes or an hour and uh, you make the time for it. And then from that, you begin to experience this gratitude and this... You become a little less inclined to uh, be a cunt. Yep. A little less. Even that, that's... <laughs> like a tiny bit less, but it's still, that's right. a big deal. Yeah, because usually that kind of stuff, like tragedy doesn't leave you neutral. You know, harsh stuff, whether it's physical pain, whether it's recovering from a sickness, whether it's the death of somebody you are connected to, it doesn't leave you neutral, but it can go both ways. Some people become a lot meaner because they uh, are like, fuck, I've been hurt in that way by life, so fuck you all. And the reaction is one of, you know, harshness toward the world. And then the other reaction is exactly what you talk about, which is it just makes you seriously just happy to be alive where then any you don't feel like your worst enemy you don't want to cause them pain yeah because you feel like oh man you very much you have been there you understand it and you really don't want to give it to anybody including people you don't like damn right you don't i mean yeah it's it's a yeah that that um that definitely falls away you definitely don't i mean raking your claws on someone's back and then actually trying to hurt them, not trying to make them yeah. come, <laughs> is like a is a yeah, dude. I, I you don't you definitely start stop wanting to do that. And then um, you know, I went to this meditation retreat, and I sound like such a cheeseball saying this, but I just I got permanently altered, or at least at least I'm still like high from it. Uh, 
but just being around people who have really been working on themselves for a long time. It's kind of like, uh, you know, sometimes like I'll, like if I start, if I'm on the road with Rogan or something, it'll be like, you want to go work out? I'm going to go work out. And then you look over at this thing that's like some kind of like beast you know what i mean you see like this this person like lifting like giant weights in this like focused intense way and you look at that and you see like oh that's a lifetime of working out that's what it does for you And you look at that and there's something inspirational in that you know you're like fuck man that must it must feel good to be that strong it must feel like so powerful to be that strong and and so it inspires you to start working out so in the same way when you run into people and you see that it's not bullshit that if you meditate regularly in a focused way you gain this magnetic glow Mm -hmm. that is undeniable and just makes anyone around you high as a fucking kite without taking any drug at all right when you see that it's like oh that i want to be like i want to be like that that's how i want to be and that's the the beauty of it is that there's a clear-cut path in a way where there is it's very clear what you have to do it doesn't fall from the sky and there's uh, even about something as uh, seemingly immaterial as spirituality the reality is, is as material as it gets it's as yes ta- you know you don't touch it you don't smell it but you feel it the same way yes and um, you know the thing you were saying about uh, looking like the rogan workout example or the it's funny because i remember way back when many many years ago i remember running uh, had a layover at, a, at an airport somewhere and there were these two humongous bodybuilders you know nothing that i would find something i want to model myself after or not yeah. it's not my idea but but uh, they were a really nice guy and there was this one dude who was obviously a fan was talking to them and was um and i remember this humongous black bodybuilder saying you know one day back in whatever many years ago i saw this picture on a magazine i thought i want to be exactly like that and i started working at it now his thing of choice you know getting these crazy hypertrophic muscles not my thing but i admired that idea that scene of this is where i want to go let me find out what do i need to do to end up there and just do it yes and there was something so liberating that i remember like walking away from an interaction that i wasn't even part of i was just witnessing this discussion between two people and walking away thinking damn it really is that simple sometimes yes and uh, it's not rocket science is this is where i want to go and there's a path to do it and what a relief seriously it's beautiful. there's a door yep. yep sitting right in front of you so all that talking about i want it i want it i want it well now you can just are you going to do it or not? Just or, do it. Yeah. You just do it. You make it an action. Mm-hmm. You take it from the books and you bring it into the world. So right. you the books and the classes and the, me, the the meditation retreats or the well all that stuff is excellent. But you know, man, when I went over to your house, you've got like a bookshelf filled with like 70 books on jujitsu, like right. these weird obscure <laughs> martial arts books. Right filled yeah but you know that if you just sat and read those martial arts books you're not going to be able to no. do jujitsu right you'd be fucked yeah, yeah yeah you don't ever see anybody like at a jujitsu competition where they're like he, he's never fought but he's read over 300 <laughs> books on jujitsu <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that doesn't go very far usually dead meat yep you'd be dead meat so books supplement 
yep. the practice. Mm-hmm. And and in the same way, there's so many books on spirituality and so many books on on meditation, and you can actually pr- trick yourself into thinking that you are I'm a spiritual person or I'm I'm working on myself just because you like before you go to bed you'll read a couple of chapters in some book about Buddhism. Right. But no, that's 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 good because it like will show you a direction to go in. Mm-hmm. But man, it's not the direction. The direction is uh, actually, um, you know, this is something I got from the retreat that the Roshi Joan Halifax said, which is just all that all any of these people say is very simple. But it's like pick a di- pick a discipline, pick a spiritual practice, and show up for it every day. Right. Show up for the meditation every day, whether you're grumpy, whether you're hungover, whether you're pissed, whether you're happy, whether you're, you just got married, whether your family just died, whatever it is, make it your number one thing that you do and then, and do that every day. And God damn, that works, man. Just for a few, do that for three days in a row and you'll, you start feeling like, what the fuck's happening to me? Much less over a period of a lifetime, you know? So it's very simple and it's very actionable, but it's all about being, you know, bringing things from the from from the the world of understanding to the world of action. Yeah, because I mean, you hit the you hit it right on the head right there. Is the whole idea any the best book in the world is like reading a manual? You know, is giving you an idea of what the real deal is, but the real deal is not found in the pages. Is uh, not to use a overuse sentence, but. Okay, yes, to use an overused sentence, yeah. but it's the finger pointing at the moon, you know. Yes. It's like it's a great uh, reminder, it's pushing you along, it's a stimulus, it's a kick in the butt, it's a wake-up call, but it's not the actual thing. It's just no. pointing you to where you want to go with it. If all you have done is read a damn book, do something else. That doesn't really the book should be a stimulus for for action. Yes. That's why to me it's so important to approach so-called entertainment that way. I mean, sometimes entertainment is just fun, right? And that's great, yes. and I have nothing against it. But any book I want to read, any movie I want to see, any piece of music I want, I want it to be something that evoke a feeling that then doesn't end the second that piece of music or that mm. movie or that book is over. Right. Is is what makes me act a certain way for the next 24 hours. Yeah, that's cool. Otherwise, if it's just entertainment, if it's over two hours, I mean, yeah, sure, once in a while, but what's... It's not a big deal to me. I'm not really that interested in it. Right. Whereas as a stimulus for, like to me, like watching a hero movie and then thinking that, oh, okay, that was fun, haha, and then you're back to being your miserable self. The whole point was to stimulate you being a damn hero in your own life. You know, yeah. it's like, otherwise, what the fuck have you been doing for the last two hours? Sure. Really? You just thought you were watching a movie? Oof. Wasted opportunity. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There, I know what you mean. There's like, a, it, it is, it's like... It's good to get into a place where you begin to want to eat good food mm-hmm. and where you where where what you're where you start um, becoming a little bit at least a, a little more mindful about what you're bringing into your body because mm-hmm. you bring so many things into your body that aren't just through the mouth you know and and certainly the media you consume is a uh, in the same way that if you eat donuts all the fucking time and you get fat right. You know, if you consume the wrong media or if you're consuming media that's very vapid, then you can become lazy and lax and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, or, or or you just can become 
You know what it is, man. I think the end result of consuming weird media is that you just you it, it creates a feeling of dissatisfaction with your uh, the amount of money you have. That's one of the effects that it can have. That's the plan, man. Right. That's the plan without question. They want to feed us the fucking pork rinds of ideas. Make us happy with that. So we'll continue our drone-like existence and fucking hand the corporations our money, man. It's quite yeah. simply it. Yeah. It's like when you look at a book and it's steps. Who's got all the money? Well, this is like, you know, recently at the MTV... Speaking of, I just read about this. I didn't watch. I think it was the MTV Music Awards. Justin Bieber got booed for winning some award. And the poor kid gets up there and gives this pathetic speech about like, I'm a, you guys don't understand. I, I'm an artist and this is, and it's like, shut the fuck up, you little imp, impish, cunty demon. Because look at you. Look at the example that you're setting right. for all these poor, apparently parentless children who are just letting them suckle at your foul teat. That you're that just oozes out some of the most mediocre hypnotic mm-hmm. shit. Look at your lifestyle, the way that you live. You're spreading this message of just massive consumption and materialism. Mm-hmm. How is how is that? How are you an artist? A, right. What kind of artist is that? I don't know if that's an artist is the right word for it. It seems more like a puppet <clears throat> for the. For the man. <laughs> well, luckily for him, his, his suffering will come secondary. So instead of suffering for his art initially, he got the good stuff up front. Now he's got eighty years of being vanilla ice. Well, yeah, or he. But but we the, the the thing with Bieber and the thing that's so frustrating with someone who's got that that wide of that wide of voice is that son of a bitch. If he just started doing interviews where he likes you know started talking about the prison industrial complex mm-hmm. or started talking about any cause. Right. Any fucking cause beyond being a believer. Right. The most meaningless term of all time. No one even knows what that fucking means. God, it just physically hurt me just to hear the word. A believer? Yeah. I need to shake it off. God. So anyway, you, you see these. So there's the, there's, um, when you see someone who's actually the conduit or the doorway that's like, you know, Bieber is kind of like a puckered, like if you were in 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 hell and you are some and you are laying uh, in mud and a giant demon came loping by, Bieber would be its puckered demonic asshole spraying out supernatural diarrhea into the world. That's what Bieber is. Bieber's like a, a vortex right. of satanic diarrhea that is constantly shitting on all of humanity. I want to see how many people are going to tweet this to Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) This last quote of yours, how many tweets are going to come out of that? (laughs) But he doesn't even know. See, that's the other thing. The the other funny thing about monsters, like a well-constructed monster, is pathetic and you empathize with the beast. Right. A poorly constructed monster in movies, you're kind of like... You want to pitch for it, too? Yeah, yeah. But a well-constructed monster, there's a part of you that's like, oh. Of course. That poor child. Yep, of course. To carried, sucked into, <laughs> into like, a, a camp of ex-CIA agents who've designed the ultimate means of hypnotizing 13-year-olds so right. that they force their parents to buy shit 
that Bieber suggests or seems to indicate is a good thing. That's a he's the he's in the middle of that. He he has no. They don't let anyone through. Mm-hmm. You think they let anyone into his inner circle to, to get this shit? In? I'd keep him locked in a box if he was mine. I would too. You got it. He's in a coffin. No, he can't be out drinking. He can't get no girl pregnant. None of that can happen. No. He's in a prison. And look what happened to Michael Jackson. Them son of a bitch ended up where to sleep he had to be anesthetized. That's how bad it went. Yeah. And this kid's on the same road. Michael Jackson. Early ja- fame is terrible for you. He, the thing about it is though, there is a parallel between Justin Bieber and the life of Siddhartha Gautama. Of course, everybody can see that, clearly, yes. <laughs> Hell, because Bieber, in the same way that the Buddha was, his father kept him in a palace and tried to keep him from experiencing the world mm-hmm. and shielded him from all the truths of the world. In the same way, Bieber, through his fame, is in this insanely thick, bubble of wealth surrounded by sycophants and people making money off of him and the odds are really good that he's that he's not being he's not getting the right information so the cool thing about bieber is there's always this one there's this potential there's the potential there's the potential that somebody gets through that fucking bubble and just just flicks a rock into the windshield of that asshole's paradigm so that over the course of a few months, everything that he thinks is important shatters. And the next right. thing you know, he just drops the shell that they created for him and emerges as this kind of like amazing human who's like, I was wrong. I got hypnotized. I was a materialist. I'm not anymore. I have a shitload of money, but. I'm going to start using it for the good. I think we need to take the Bieber and drop him into an Indian slum all alone. When he comes out the other end, he's either going to be dead or he's going to be the next George Harrison, complete with the pink outfit. Ready Ab- to go. There you go. That's how we do it. Bring him to Haiti. Bring him to India or just fucking dip him in a vat of acid. And let the little girls lick it off of him. We'll start a new 60s. Let's just turn him into a sheet of acid and chop him into pieces and feed him to 14-year-olds. And on that note, <laughs> damn, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Think of that. Like, how many hits of acid could you get if you just stretched every atom of Justin Bieber out into one flat, long sheet? I bet you could get a thousand sheets of acid out of his 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 material body, and then just distribute that to the world. That'd be amazing. Would it's like a it's like a Mayan sacrifice. Wouldn't that be a really bad trip, though? Mm-mm. For the people consuming? Fuck no. Do you know, I'd have the most happy, amazing trip of my life knowing I'd just imbibed a, a LSD-soaked, fragmental portion of Justin Bieber's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> You're a strange human being, man. <laughs> Bieber bits. Bieber bits! <laughs> Come on down, get your Bieber bits. <laughs> the, um, the thing that's weird about pop culture is that on one end, like the Justin Bieber's of the world, yes, you just throw up because it's just, oh my God, it's so yes. obviously gross and weird on so many levels. But then on the other end, I find that sometimes I just eat up the worst pieces of trashy pop culture. And the point is, who cares whether it's good stuff or not? If I can hypnotize myself to gain some 
inspiration, insight, whatever that may be from anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Who the hell say that I need to be inspired only by good stuff? If I can be inspired by crap, even better. There's a lot of that around. So that will give me even more stimuli to be pumped up. Like I watch like the worst uh, Steven Seagal movie and feel like I'm, I get all moved to some deeper destiny. And it's just the stupid, you know, it's, you know what I mean? It's like I just watch a piece of trash, but who cares debating the objective qualities of it all whether it's good or bad is hey it's what you make of it if well, you can make it push you in a good direction great you've seen those straws have we talked about the straws no. that they have they, they have these fancy straw filters that you can stick into sewage and suck the, the sewage through the filter and somehow it will turn sewer water into like drinkable water because the filter's so advanced. Right. It's I can't remember what it's called. It's called like a life straw, and it's for you know where there's where there's been a tsunami or is that from Bullshit Co? I mean, it can't possibly really work. Right? No, it's real. You could look it up. Google search it. Yeah, it's a straw wow. that you can stay. It's a it's a very advanced weird filter. Can you imagine the day when you find out that your straw got broken? But he's usually you've just been breaking yeah, yeah. drinking shit. Yeah. Shit liquefied shit. It's like hmm. That doesn't seem... Oh, it broke. Well, that's... I think that that's kind of the... uh, One of the um, aspects of, like, working on yourself is that you you end up, instead of just hitting, like, the, the baseline, which I just did with Justin Bieber, the most obvious baseline thing, which is, like, what a materialistic, filthy... Right. Cologne soaked, brainwashed, diarrhea spraying imp corrupting the minds of children that's an obvious assessment but then you can like if you become the filter if you you can you can realize okay well all right that's one what we're seeing there is one level of reality Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of other levels of reality for example another level of reality that's happening with justin bieber is the archetype of the child sacrifice here we have a kid that has been fattened on the finest foods and has experienced these high levels of sense gratification and now is just about to the point where the dagger of Western society is about to go plunging into his fat little pig heart. Mm-hmm. And he's getting to the, you see it at when everyone's booing him. That's the beginning of the reaching the top step of that Mayan pyramid as the crowd rushes forward to watch the blood spill from the child who for years was treated like a god. That's what's happening with Bieber. So you see on another level, the archetype of the child sacrifice is happening. So you've got that and then on, you know, on another level, you can just tune in, you can you can empathize, you can empathize with that this being's karma is so unfortunate in the sense that for him to to uh, articulate the sorrow he's probably experiencing to most people they're gonna be like what the fuck are you complaining about you shithead you're a billion trillionaire and you're famous don't fucking complain to me bitch <laughs> meanwhile he's a hu- he's a human being and he's probably you know, as much as anybody else experiencing the same level of suffering that we're all experiencing, right. minus the outlet, because yeah. he's been trapped in this stupid character called Justin Bieber. Right. So yeah, man, there's so many different levels that you can address. And another thing about consuming pop culture and not um, not doing the thing that I just did, which is like a kind of like hipster, disgruntled, it's, it's trash. Another thing you do, imagine this, if from another planet, we suddenly picked up 
uh, 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 somehow we picked a tra- picked up a transmission from another planet. There's satellites or whatever, and we were able to watch different TV channels from another planet. You wouldn't care what channel it was, what they were doing. What sure. the, you wouldn't think, oh, this a- these aliens. Look at how vapid they are. You'd just be like, my God, look at what life does. Yep. That's amazing. This is what life does. So in the same way with pop culture, with all the shitty shows or cr- the uh, hoarders or shows about people honey boo boo I mean you just described it we actually have that alien show on our own TV in case the aliens are watching it is unbelievable it's a delight all of this stuff is a delight I mean that's another that's the other level of the thing you can't no one's really by the way if you really find yourself getting angry at television or truly being upset by TV (laughs) turn it off dummy (laughs) you know our big good problems yes I can see you don't have to watch it it's not like right. the clockwork orange. You're not strapped to a fucking chair watching Honey yeah. Boo Boo eat pork rinds. <laughs> you just right. turn it off and yeah. go outside. Yep, yep, yep. But it's funny that way when I hear people about, oh, the stuff that's on TV, the stuff that's on TV. I don't know what the fact they're talking about because I don't have a TV. So I'm just, uh, I watch DVDs of stuff I want to watch. That's all I ever watch. You know, I don't really see. I don't flip channels and and it does seem weird because most of it is all complaints is can you believe that crap that's on TV yes. and then this, this and that's yes. like yeah well there's other things in life you can do why the hell if it is crap why are you wasting your time with it well the reason people waste their time with it is because it's a very hypnotic kaleidoscope that is composed of all these symbols that are you know these temporary symbols that represent the zeitgeist and it's fun to watch the way that really intelligent salespeople are using those symbols to try to extract money from people. Right. It's just a blast to oh, watch. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. It's like so funny to see the way they're trying to trick primates into giving giving their shells away. Yep, of it, course. It, that, and, and it, in that way, it's really cool. And you realize like every single, every single thing you watch on, on network TV is only designed... To get money out of your pockets, right. right? It's no altruism happening. It's of course. from the news to NBC. All that shit is designed to do is to get you to spin that green. Yep. And that's kind of fun when you realize, oh, that's what it is. Right. To, like I'm, I'm at a carnival, and this is the guy. Come up to the table, play the game of shells. <laughs> it's like yeah, watching a corn artist at work. There's something admirable in that process. It's, so it's like fun. wow, look at that. It's such cool. a blast. Right. It's such a blast. And in that in that way, it's like oh, I get. I mean, what other time do you get to watch the hypnotic, sure. swirling eyes of a uh, of a of a of a demonic force as it tries to yep. masterfully. Uh, control and harmonize an uh, entire species yeah. into a vibration of greed. It's like watching a python go after a rat. It just, it's just fun. It's slow, it's steady, and there's no way to avoid it. Yeah, it's, it's cool, man. So yeah. in that way, it's fun to watch because it's like pythons deserve to live as much as rats. Right. And, uh, yeah. and, 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 and if there is a, some kind of like personification of an evil force in the universe if the thing exists it deserves to exist because right. it exists how can you say that thing's wrong and everything else is right and it's it's like just doing what it does yep, yep, yep and yep. one thing that it does is it tries to get dumbasses to buy cars they can't afford right and that's fun to watch <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> the S&M TV of Duncan Trussell. No, I mean, it's... And it's funny because people spend so much damn time. And I'm not saying, you know, if it's good entertainment, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you happy, more importantly, or if it inspires you to be a different person tomorrow in a cooler way. That's all great stuff. So again, from the most superficial of just, I want to have fun for an hour, ha, 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 whatever, that's fine, to the deepest possible level. The thing that bugs me is the inertia that more often than not is associated with this stuff is watching it but you're not really watching it you're not really uh, in yeah. the tv you're not doing something else you're just putting some noise out there to just kill the fact that nothing is happening and so not yes. to wake you up yes you know and to me it's like you know you always hear everybody in the universe whine about we have no time and i wish i had more time for this and that and you count how much time is spent in stuff that people don't really care about you're like well, you probably do have time, motherfucker, because look at all the shit they are doing that's not really... It's not what you want. doesn't make you happy. Why the fuck right. are you doing it? You know, There's no point. Stop right now. That's a very funny thing when you realize that you've been telling people that you're too busy, but then you actually honestly look at what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm like the least busy person. Right. I'm just fucking pretending to be busy because I don't want to interface with reality right, right now, which is okay. It's like, if you don't, look, again, here we are in a dimension where we are going to die. And that is... If, if I, you know, bring somebody into the room and, and tell them, hey, man, I'm going to execute you at some unknown time in the next 20 to, to 30 years, depending on how old, bring a 20-year-old into a room and say, hey, just so you know, within the next 50 to 60 years, I'm going to kill your ass. I'm just going to kill you. And here's another thing I'm going to do. I'm going to kill your parents, and I'm going to kill your grandma, right. and I'm going to kill your dog. And I'm going to do it at random times when you can't expect it. And you want to hear something else? I'm going to turn invisible. You'll never see me again. I'm just going to exist in the wind. And I'm going to shoot cancer beams and cars are going to run over your 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 pets. And 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 that's going to fucking happen. See you later. That that the reaction you're going to have to that experience is how are you necessarily going to have a great reaction to that? Right. So you fuck for the rest of your life. You'll be thinking about this weird shape shifting assassin who's going to like take you out. You know. Well, that's exi- that's that's death. That's existence. And so in that way, if a person in the face of that truth chooses to put their head in the digital sand or put their head in the whatever sand that they can put their head in, in a way, it's kind of like, well, does, is it working? Right, right, right. Is it working? Yeah, that's the only thing that Is counts. it work? Because if it's working, do it. Right, yep. If you're, if whatever the thing you are doing is helping you in some way feel pleasure as you plummet into oblivion, mm-hmm. I'd be a dick to be like, Absolutely. get your head out of there and realize that you're going to die, bitch. Is that as long as it doesn't involve blowing up, you know, your suicide vest in a, in a bazaar somewhere? Well, yeah, you don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, that is a, that is a problem because then you're like, you're, you're uh, taking people out with you and um, I, I, I would say that The experience of truth is initially. I, you know what, man? I've never been fucked in the ass. I'm not a gay guy, 
but it's always a good beginning of a conversation. I'm curious <laughs> where this sentence goes. Yes, but I but like uh, when you hear like on the when you turn when you go to the Playboy channel and you listen to like uh, women talk about anal sex, one thing that they say is it hurts at first, but over time it becomes like immensely pleasurable. Well, that's exactly the same thing with truth. Truth is like getting anal sex. It's like the universe sticking its cock into your metaphysical asshole. <laughs> At first, it's incredibly, incredibly painful. And you're like, please take that out. That fucking hurts. But then over time, you find yourself longing for it. <laughs> God, it's so much hurts. <laughs> Physical pain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what we offer to the unnamed like-minded out there. The ULM, rise up. <laughs> the stuff you said earlier, by the way, the invisible assassin who takes you in and say, I'm going to kill this yeah. and that and the other. You just wrote this basic screenplay for an awesome horror movie. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly I see it. It's, it's yeah, and well, we're we're all in that horror movie, and we're the main fucking character right now. And that's and, the point. That's exactly the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That would be a cool little movie. That would be a cool little thing. I yeah, I did. I, yeah, that would be a cool thing. But um, the so the numbness after I just want to. I'm saying the numbness, if you're numbing yourself out and it's working, and you can honestly say this is working, sure. keep doing it. But eventually the numbness doesn't work, and yep. you know it's not working. Yep. And then and then you get into this place where like, oh, okay, well, now none of my tricks are working. Yep. None of my tricks are working. Now that's when you have to start approaching, you know, uh, approaching the truth and just, just go through it, man. Just... Just fucking face it, and it'll hurt. What's your take on mortality now? Uh, both as in while you're alive, and as far as what you think happens after, if any. Um, I like what Roshi Joan Halifax says about it. I like what she says a lot, which is just live in the mystery. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you can fabricate, or you can, you know, come up with what you think happens at when your neurology stops and, and, but, or you can just sort of, it's like death to me, death just, you know, I don't have anything to do with death anymore. I don't, I never will have anything to do with death. Right. Death doesn't have anything to do with me. It's it's something else. It's, It's a thing, somebody that I'm not has to deal with. I just know that, um, yeah, I don't I don't understand nothingness and I don't understand zero or any yeah. of that stuff. So um I I uh I don't know. I I I I have I I have experienced my mother's presence and I have experienced a sense of some transcendent force in the universe that just loves everything and is really not that concerned with these little blips that we call our individual incarnations Mm -hmm. so much because any more than uh you know man like if like there's some super advanced video game like when they finally come up with the oculus rift and uh or, or a very advanced neurological interface for the oculus rift where i put it on you and for 
uh, a five minute period, you experience an entire lifetime because right. the things they were able to pump into your neurology mm-hmm. uh, a lifetime. And I watch you go through this lifetime in a five minute period. As I sit and watch you go through that, I'm not going to be like, oh no, he's dying. I'm right. just going to know, shit, the glasses are going to come off and it's going to be awesome. Right. And I'll be able to be like, wasn't that fucking cool? Right. You thought you were a martial artist. You should have seen yourself. It was hilarious. <laughs> Look, I've got like 70,000 other uh, programs that we can experience. You want to see what it's like right. to be Jesus, Hitler, Mussolini, Buddha? Here, try this one. It's what it feels like to be the person who cures cancer. Right. Who knows what it is? But I think from that point of view, this thing that we're engaged in is kind of the ultimate entertainment, Mm -hmm. which is this neurology that we've gotten high on, which is our human bodies. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think there there is a point where you put the the neurological bong down and sober up, and that sobering up is what we call death. And I don't think it in, 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 it's an extinction, but it, I have no verifiable proof from sure. that. It's all I mean, based on hippie of instinct. Of course, well, that really is the only stuff that anybody has, because it's not like anybody has better proof than that. You know what I mean? It's like when you're talking about death, nobody knows shit. So you're going on minor vibes, which are really old that anybody can have on this. Yes. And so in that sense, yeah, it says the horse is as legitimate. It's like, why not? You know, if yeah. that's what you feel, and some of it is really impossible to describe because it's such a tiny feeling that even you yourself can't really be 100% sure that it means this, but you do feel something. Uh, it's so hard to communicate to yourself, let alone to somebody else. So it's, of course, it's not going to be the most precise thing in the world, but, you know, nobody's asking for that because clearly, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it, you know, and also it's a, it's a bit of a... Um, it's a bit of a, you know, and it's another form of putting your head in a different type of sand. Because then now you're putting your head in the comfort of some unproven notion or right. something. And now you're living in fantasy land where you're, you know, then it's a real, it's a, yeah. <clears throat> it's a slippery fucking slope, man. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery. This is something me and Joe are talking about, which I really like, which is like, if you, if, if you allow yourself the luxury of being illogical then it's a slippery slope that ends up with you watching as a cult leader mouth fucks your wife. You know what I mean? Like if you're not right. care- if it's not if you're not yeah. careful enough, uh-huh. some unscrupulous son of a bitch is gonna like identify that you don't you're not that caught up in logic. Right. And then they're gonna start taking your money. Oh yeah. And then they're gonna start telling you other nonsense. And the next thing you know, yep. you're gonna be sitting in in, in, in so- you're like, well, Father John is fucking my wife because she's <clears throat> special and he knows that I'm special or whatever yeah. nonsense the person said. So it's like it's a you have to be very careful about letting yourself believe in in phantoms and i think that it's a um it's it's a it's a relatively pointless endeavor anyway um my favorite i heard uh, not too long ago there was a dude in brazil who argued convinced actually quite a few women that uh, his dick shot some holy ghost essence out of go. it it was brilliant Th- there you go yeah there you go and that comes from um that just comes from not being stringent with yourself or at least allowing yourself to you know live in two places at once which is 
the one place, the hippy dippy place where it's like, yeah, I get it. I think we're just all expansions of some super intelligent love consciousness that likes to manifest in the form of human beings and experience itself and while giving itself amnesia because it's just such a joy to um, work through the various infinite mm-hmm. incarnations that happen in in the universe. There, right. There's a hippy dippy place. Yeah. And then there's the, but what does that do for you? Mm-hmm. What does that really do for you? Cuz cuz when I was riding in the car to go see to meet Ramdas in mm-hmm. Hawaii, which is a big deal for me, this guy Raghu Marcus, he you know, we're riding and I'm yapping about just the way I'm yapping now, just blah blah blah. I'm yapping about like Neem Kerali Baba uh, uh Ram Dass is in Raghu's uh, guru, this like amazing human who lived in India and just nobody really knew about him. But he's like, there's a lot of crazy stories about him. And he caused a lot of crazy shit to happen. Um, Be Here Now being one of them, that amazing book. But also a lot of other stuff like helping to cure smallpox because one of his his, um, devotees was just this hippie... uh, was just a hippie and he would tell people to do shit sometimes and i think this guy had some medical training but he told him you need to go to new delhi and you need to uh start working with the people there who are trying to cure smallpox and so he went there and he said hey i want to help i want to work with you guys on this and i'm like get the fuck out of here you stinky hippie you were not you can't work with us and he went back to neem Carly bob and he's like no 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 go 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 you have to go work with him so he went back and uh, again, they're like, no, you're like this dirt hippie. You're like, what are you, What do you know? Right. You're not going to do anything. No. So anyway, the story goes that the guy went back like three more times, two or three more times until finally they gave him a shitty volunteer position because Neem Karoli Baba kept telling him to like, go back, go back. The, his little crap, like he was like a janitor or something. They gave him just some pittance job. He ended up running the organization. Like, he ended up rising through the ranks and running the organization. And that organization was part of what eradicated smallpox on planet Earth. Damn, what a story. Isn't that a cool story? So but, but, um, so I was like yapping to Raghu Marcus about this guy. I'm like, well, is he, what does he represent? Does he represent like some super advanced human? Are we all going to be like this? Is he like the first monkey that came down from the tree? Is he like what we can look forward to as a species if we all like get our shit together? And uh, Raghu Marcus like looks at me. He's like, I don't think about stuff like that. He's like, I, uh, I try to work on myself as much as I can so that I can help the person closest to me. Simple and beautiful. It's so beautiful, man. And that was, that really stuck with me because it's like, yeah, thinking about, oh, is there a fucking unicorn that flies down and takes your soul into heaven right. and presents it to Jesus who gives you a back rub and you get to eat candy with the saints and fly around in paradise and understand everything? Great, whatever. But how the fuck is that going to help you when um, you are around somebody? Uh, who really just needs to talk or who needs to cry in front of somebody or who needs somebody to 
um, be there for them. You had the live version of the parable of the arrow of the the Buddha's idea. Yes. The whole because uh, I mean, there's this famous Buddhist parable about uh, people bugging Buddha constantly about and what about the afterlife and what about the existence of the soul and is the universe eternal or not and blah 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 all these very theoretical questions because they are not about here and now. And Buddha saying, look, if uh, somebody gets shot with an arrow. Um, and all these friends come up and they quickly try to give him first aid and pull out the arrow and heal him up and stuff. And he said, nope, wait, 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 wait. You can pull out the arrow until, yeah, sure, you can pull it out and give me first aid. But first I need to know who shot the arrow. Why did they do it? Did they have a tough childhood? Yeah. What, uh, what exactly is this? Yeah. The wood of this uh, stuff of the arrow, which wood is it? Was it harvested in the fall or in the winter? And what about the feather? What bird does it belong Exactly. By the time all those questions are answered, the dude is dead. Because and so Buddha's approach was rather than wasting time with shit that you can't control anyway, what does it matter to you right here, right now, whether the soul is eternal or not? What does it matter if there is a heaven and hell, if there are gods, yeah. if anything? Is can you do something right here, right now to improve the quality of your life? That's what yes. interests me. All this other stuff, what's the point? And also guaranteed right now around everyone listening to this there's somebody who needs you to help them that you know Mm -hmm. and you don't want to help them because you think they're an asshole because you think they're annoying to be around you think they're greedy or selfish you think they don't deserve your love or you think they don't deserve your help you generally people will have in their periphery or in their perimeter, in their social perimeter, you you will have someone who's the biggest asshole that you've ever fucking met. And that's generally the person who needs love the most. Mm-hmm. You know, and that fucking see that's the that's why now you can't right you can't just go up to somebody like that in some kind of like pretend phony holy way and be like how can i help you right david do you need love let me look because they'll be like fuck you you right. condescending piece of shit get the fuck away from me you fu-. and and they're right yeah because you haven't loved yourself or fixed the thing inside of you so when you come to someone like that it's phony right but if you can like really work on yourself and get to the point where you can actually authentically love people like that not in a bullshit way, but like in a real way where yep. you actually love them, where you actually, not in a condescending way. Love is not condescending. Mm-hmm. When someone loves you, that is, that's the opposite of condescension. Think of like your kids, your dog. Your dog is not condescending to you. When your fucking dog runs up to you and is giving you, you're having the worst day of all time, and it gives you that look that dogs can give you or jumps in your lap and puts its head under your arm or like just needs you and is so happy you're alive that changes you in that yep. moment mm-hmm. if you can turn into that thing and get around people god damn it you heal them and they can't help it be healed yep. they might not they might resist but if you really do that they will change they will change, but that's not going to happen until you work on yourself first. You have to work on yourself first, and you have to work on your work on. And it's hard. Nope, absolutely. I mean, and it that. takes time. Yep. But when you but oh, this reminds me of a thing. Have you heard of the net of Indra? No. 
oh, this is fucking awesome, man. I just read this thing called The Net of Indra. And it's, uh, you can look it up on Wikipedia. Um, it's this, uh, basically the idea is that... By the way, I only got it now, Net of Indra. I understood it as all one word, Net of Indra. Oh, uh, Net of Indra. Like so you've heard of it. Then... Sialis no. or something. It was like, you know, have you tried a Net of Indra? I'm like, no, not, not yet. It's like, what? Have you snorted Net of Indra? Like, <laughs> Netophindra. God damn it, dude. I've been doing lines of Netophindra. It's fucking exactly. awesome. Yeah. It's so good. It's like a combination of heroin and Viagra. It's so great. You like nod off while having just this thick, throbbing, engorged member. So it's so fun. It's so fun. God, I love passing out with an erection. Natafindra does that. But um, the net of Indra. You've heard of this before? Vaguely, remind me. It's the, it's it's so the concept is that you have this net, and where the uh, lines of the net meet, there are these jewels and or, or these uh, diamonds or whatever jewel you want to fill in, fill in the jewel, opaque jewels, right? Sure. And so each of those opaque jewels represents um, one sentient entity in the universe. So all of us are these little jewels in the net of Indra. And so if you work on yourself or if you or don't if if you if the if you shift the color of the jewel that you are in the net of infinity either towards the darkness or towards the light whatever that shift is it reflects into all the jewels around mm-hmm. you which reflect into all the jewels around them which reflect into the, all the jewels and then spread infinitely through the net mm-hmm. so the whole point is that if you um, work on yourself. If you work on yourself, oh, I just did it. I just destroyed your phone. That's okay. Save it. If you work on yourself, um, the it's the ultimate service work because it will create an Im- immediate shift through society. Yeah. And you know that's fucking true because when you get around somebody and they've lost a shitload of weight, or they've done, or they've gotten in shape, or they're somehow incredibly much happier, or they're somehow. Um, uh, they seem more connected or, or, or whatever the thing is, then you, it changes you yeah. right then and there. You're like, what, what have you been doing? Yep, yep, yep. No, and it's beautiful. And ultimately, it's the only thing you can do, right? Because, I mean, you can stress about what other people do, how you wish the world became, would become, all of that. But the fact is, it's wasted energy because you have no control over it. The only damn thing you have control is how you're going to react to things, what kind of energy you are going to put out there, and whether people respond to it or not, should be secondary because you have no control over that. What you have control over is what kind of vibe do you want to pass on and then it's their job to figure out. It's like planting a seed. You know, once you plant it and you water and you do your stuff, it's beyond your control what happens with it. And uh, that's a good way to live because rather than spending your time being uh, judging somebody else, and I mean, I do that a lot. I, I look at people and I'm always like, oh, fuck this thing. Yeah, and I'm, like, and I'm, the thing that bugs me is I'm right 99.9% of the time when I'm in bad shape, most of the time better than that. But the point is, so fucking what? Yeah, okay, you're right. And you sold this shit in somebody else and you can call it exactly for what it is. So what? Right. Did that help them? Did that help you? Did that help anybody? No. So what the hell are you doing? Is that really a good way to spend your time? Uh, just fuck that. It's like if you see it so well, then do something about it. Either 
with them if possible if you can find a way to help them or if it's not with them in some other direction but put your energy to a use that has a positive impact on something either on your own mood or on somebody else's but on somebody's life critical intelligence analysis all of this abstract shit is useless yes it doesn't say blah 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 like yeah good job you're right so who the fuck cares who cares right it's like I'm really not interested in right and wrong. I'm interested in what makes life better right now and what doesn't. Everything right and wrong, don't give a crap. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't I don't I, I, yeah, I don't really care about your like verbal acrobatics and I really don't care about your one-upmanship or mm-hmm. you like always trying to be at the top of the goddamn logic chain. None of that really affects me at all. All that yep. affects me is tomorrow when I wake up, am I going to get my running shoes on? And run five miles. Am I going to do that tomorrow? If I do that, I will have run five miles two days in a row. Which for me will be the most I've ever run two days in a row in my entire fleshy little existence. Right. So now I'll be in a universe where I've done that before. Where I've done that. My entire universe will change in that Mm -hmm. way. And if I can do it three days in a row... Holy fucking shit, I'm turning into the goddamn, into Spider-Man. Right. If I can do it seven days in a row, I'm going to start experiencing, like, actual changes in my body. Uh-huh. My legs will probably collapse, and, <laughs> and I will probably have a seizure. But you know what I mean? But the point is, right. like, the more that I do that, the more my universe changes and changes and changes just from this one little thing. Yep. That has nothing to do with... Um, that, that has nothing to do with any kind of... I'm not going to logic my way out of bed. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to like... In the same way that if you've got a mule that you're trying to get to the top of the Grand Canyon, I'm just going to have to whip myself out of bed and wh- not think. and not no. th- Actually, not think. I, if I cannot think, I'll do it. If I think about it, I probably will be like, well, I should take I it easy. Too much... Too much yeah. thinking doesn't help yeah. in that sense. I was reading some weird academic crap the other day, and I was like, I mean, it was actually better written than most academic crap, but it was just like 300 pages of pure analysis where there's not one drop of blood of the man's writing. He's like, I still don't know what he's about, what excites him, what makes him happy, what, what he wants out of life. It's all analysis 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 and this means this and this symbol means this and what this person is saying and he's like where's the juice where's the life in it you know it's all this very abstract process that really has nothing to do with affecting anybody's life positively or even negatively just do something with it throw passion even weird passion is better than just nothing where just this purely abstract game it becomes really boring really quick, you know? Yes. Yeah, man. And, I'll, and yeah, and it doesn't, who, like, it's like you, you learn so much just from being in the presence of a happy person for four minutes, mm-hmm. like a really happy person, that, that'll give you the equivalent of reading 30 books on happiness. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. One thing that I want to ask you is... Um, I don't want to be like the guy at the interview or you're trying to get a job who say, how do you see yourself in 10 mm. years or something like that? But, you know, oh. I'm curious as far as um, all this energy that came out of everything that happened over the last few months. Um, where do you see it going? What do you, what do you want out of, I don't want to be like, 
what do you want out of life? But, mm. but kind of, you know, um, doesn't have to be 30 years in the future or something, but like, where do you see yourself going with, uh, compared to where you're at right now? The thing that I'm, it started like when you start doing stand up, then mm-hmm. you, you, the best sets that you have when you do stand up, you get off stage and you're like, shit, man, I wasn't even there. Like, mm-hmm. who was that? What was that that just happened? What was that? And then with podcasts, you start realizing the exact same thing. The more you get out of your way, the more it's like, oh, what the fuck was that? I don't even remember what we talked about, but it, right. I, I know it was good. And then um, with chanting, uh, or meditating, you get to this place where if you do it long enough, suddenly you're like not there anymore. And it's like the chanting isn't something you're saying. It's something you're, you are like mm-hmm. you've turned into the chant or something. You're it's your consciousness is conforming to the chant. So that is my ultimate goal is to, uh, eventually get to a place where, I'm just not there, right? And that whatever that thing is is just all that I would. I would like that. I would like to just only be that pure flow, pure inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an, a good goal, and I think that uh, um, that I would love. I would love to like m- as much as possible, more and more move in the direction of being um, a conduit for whatever the energy is in the universe that makes harmonious events happen. No, I just had the weirdest psychedelic moment that lasted about two and a half seconds or something. But I was looking at you speak and suddenly was like, I was looking at myself and suddenly I wasn't seeing just, I mean, I, it would still, the face didn't change or anything, but it, it was really weird. I was weird. Yeah. It was like, blip, it's in and boop, it's out. So it's <laughs> not really enough to grasp or be able to make sense of it all, yeah. but it was strange. It was interesting. The simulator's melting down, bro. Yeah. The, um, no, and I mean, I, get, I completely get it as far as uh, vibe, as far as the where you want to be on an energy level, I guess, in yeah. that sense. As far as pure, dumb, mundane, practical stuff, is there anything that you see yourself doing differently in the future? Is there anything that you see directions where you want to go, um, things you want to do again? Sure. I'd like to write a book. I'd like to travel more. I'd like to uh, um, uh, again, man. God damn it! You know the problem with that question is it's just it's like there's the there's the human planning thing. I want to do all these things. I want to do all these things. You need that. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. It feels kind of irrelevant. That there's like this. Um, I don't mean that you shouldn't plan. You need goals. Sure. You need to plan. You need sure. goals. So I'm sounding like an asshole hippie. I do have. It's just so weird. Like the more I like, the more I move in the direction of this. The more I move in the direction of of. Uh, this state of consciousness that a lot of people I really respect seem to have completely gotten into, or the more I even consider moving in that direction, the the more things like that seem like kind of like I'm making it up. 
mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, well, I, you know, I want to do this and that and this thing and that, and I'd like to go here and I'd like to see this. And I would, I'd love to write a book and I'd love to, um, uh, I'd love to like travel and I'd love to uh, like experience material indulgences and I'd love to like get my hands on some like really clean acid and go to the desert and I'd love to like have a flotation tank and Mm -hmm. so many things I could think of that I'd love to do that I just are are irrelevant Mm -hmm. compared to that incredible, beautiful experience when you see the greater synchronicity of the universe manifest in front of you. Like when you were talking about how you're, you're, you know, for like an hour when you went to scatter your father's ashes for an hour, you, you had sunlight when it was just raining for when it was just it's unexplainable. It's the moments when it all turns exactly the way it needs to be. Yeah. And you get a little help. But that moment, that feeling that that gives you. Yeah. That feeling is... It's all connected. Relax. And you can't... It's under control. Yes. And you can't buy that feeling. No. That feeling is not obtainable from... With money, that feeling is... You can't get that. But that that thing is like, to me, is so much more satisfying than any other success I've ever experienced or any other... any Anything. Because that feeling is... You don't even know what it is. You don't have a way to articulate it. But it goes, you know, it goes back to one of the things your mother said. Because I said the holding... Yes. I thought that described it so perfectly. Because I think I've probably experienced that twice in my life. Yeah, man. I mean, and I, it's epic. It's epic, and that that you you can't buy that shit. No. And you can't. And 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 you know, I think books and traveling, and kids and a family and um, uh, all of the all of those things are flowers that grow off yeah. of the tree of harmony. They are, and in fact, but b- because it's there's a body attached to it, you know what I mean? It's something recognizable. Whereas, when you're talking about to put it your way, the tree of harmony, when you're talking about that state of being, it's so hard to talk about because it's an experience, it's not yeah. something that you can say, Oh, I'll do this tomorrow. It's, it's an action, it's a state of consciousness that somewhat is very real and at the same time is very you can't quite see it, and yeah. so it's uh, that's why you know. Of course, that's the goal. Everything else is irrelevant, really. I mean, if you can have that and you are in, under a bridge somewhere, doesn't really matter in a way yes. uh, because that state is what counts. But because that's somewhat beyond the pure conscious control, the other stuff is, so it's easier to talk about. Yes. You know, it's like, you want to write a book, travel, do this, do that. That's is like, it doesn't tell me who you are going to be in that moment or what you're going to experience, but it tells me what kind of game, where do you want to play the game? Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, I'd love else. to. I mean, I just think that, in, you know, any kind of uh, movement in the direction of discipline is, uh, is, is, an, is always, you know, I have noticed that synchronicities seem to happen with, um, happen at greater rates if I am have disciplined myself. If I'm putting myself in in a place where I'm being more and more disciplined, coincidences, synchronicities, and good mm-hmm. luck seem to follow that. Whereas if I let myself get scattered and splayed out and mushed around, like right, then that's when bad luck follows and everything seems to be against me. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's almost actually. I think that this isn't. It's really funny if you read the. I've been reading the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, and yep. he, it's interesting because they advise, they say, 
just pick some. They say pick something to meditate on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter what it is. It can be <laughs> tits. <laughs> it can be tits. Or pick a fucking bucket. I think they use the example of a teapot. But in, in this is not the sutras themselves. This is the what do you call it? The purport. Commentary. Right? The commentary. Yeah. So it's like pick anything. Pick anything. And if you focus on it enough, you will, through that focus, get to the atomic level of the thing. And through getting to the atomic level of the thing, you will get to the part of the thing that connects with every single thing else. And you'll merge into everything else and gain understanding. And that could just be from a dog turd you carry around in your head and stare at for 30 years straight. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, so in that way, I think there is something to be said for being like, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to get in really good shape or I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to learn a language or whatever the thing is that requires constant discipline. I think it is a good thing to pick because Mm -hmm. then through that, you'll, you'll, um, you'll, uh, you'll find the transcendent, you know? Even because you can't say tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to be in a state of pure flow. I mean, you can wish it, but it's like it doesn't work that way. But you can say tomorrow when I wake up, I will start a book. You know, that's something that you do have control over. Exactly. The flow state is the goal you want through whatever it is that you're going to be doing to end up there. But that's not something you can plan. It's like, yeah, if I put in three hours a day in uh, six weeks, it's like it doesn't work that way. It's uh, yeah. You can't like say tomorrow. My goal is to yeah. experience unit of consciousness for five minutes. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't say I'm going to try to write two fucking pages of my shitty yeah. dumb book. Exactly. Yeah. That's more like it. Yeah. I like that, Daniela. That's great. Because <laughs> uh, it's almost parable of the arrow again. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. One you have minor control over. Yeah. The other one you do. The other one yeah. you do have control of where you're going to put your energy. But that's why to me is interesting when I hear people that supposedly I should have a lot in common with because we do the same things, we are passionate about the same stuff. It's funny because half of the time we really aren't. Or maybe we are the specific little toy, but the spirit behind it is completely different. It's like when I'm around a lot of people who are crazy about martial arts, after a while you get the reaction of like, really, that's what it's all about? Just that's what you got out of you know two guys punching each other doing their thing that's because they are being passionate about martial arts my being passionate about martial arts has nothing to do with it so yeah in theory we like the same things but we get completely different things from the same source so we don't we're that's just the excuse is the physical shape that that energy will take Hmm. but i may have more in common with somebody who's uh, arranging flowers somewhere than with the guy who share my so-called same passion yeah. because the spirit is more in common with that one person while the activity may be in common with this other one. Yeah, know? that's very... What's that name in the book of Five Rings? Mm-hmm. Is it Five Rings? That reminds me of that. What's his name? Miyamoto? Musashi. Yeah, that's... Yeah, 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 man. That's very, that's very much like what he says, which is, you know... What is it, a line? What's that great line? If you see the way in... If you see the way in one thing... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can master... Yeah, his thing is like, if you can master the way of the sword, you can master 10,000 things. Yes. And, and the same... Like, he could use some other way. It's not that the sword is uh, the one that opens everything else. It could be... Basically, if you master any way, it's about something deeper than just the specific, the technical, specific aspects of that one field. 
is about something else. Yeah. His mastery is mastery in any field. Yes. And at that point, it becomes so much easier to recognize it in a million other aspects. Right. Because the activity related to becoming a master of all the diff- various fields out there is going to be different according to every yeah. field. The action itself will be different, yeah. yet the meta structure behind how to become a master of the thing is almost identical yep. for all the forms that action can take. Absolutely. And uh, what you get out of it is going to be similar. That's why somebody who is at that level and is a chess player would be speaking of playing chess the way somebody else who's completely different fields, who's like the best basketball player ever, may be able to speak because they are speaking about the flow state they are not speaking about chess or basketball or writing a book or whatever that's just the excuse for is the specific discipline that takes you there but there are a bunch of different ones it's kind of like the different styles of yoga and i don't mean yoga purely in a put your foot behind your head kind of yoga we mean yoga more as a spiritual discipline the whole idea is that they are all toys that appeal to different people the point is that that toy, if you play with it enough, is going to take you to one place that is right. the same one. It's just people are different and they need, uh, they are all not going to be fascinated by the same toy. But the point is finding one or two or three or whatever many that are good for you that attract your attention. But really, the point is not the toy itself, it's where it takes you. you know? Yeah, right. That's an easy thing to forget. Yeah. That's an easy thing to forget. And I also, that's the. The thing I love about the uh, particular commentary in the Yoga Sutras is it says, just fucking pick something, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pick a bucket. Pick whatever the thing is, you know? Pick a, write the, write a book. It's your right. I love what you're saying because these disciplines are really just access points to put you in the flow state. And the Mm -hmm. flow state is the thing that you could, you derive the most pleasure from. Yeah. That's the excitement. The rest is an excuse, is whatever, you know, it's like it could be, it could, it's incidental. It's purely random and is, you know, it fits your personality at that particular point in time and so you run with it. But that's really not the big deal. That's why, I don't know if it ever happens to you when you are, you look at people that if you look at a Facebook profile, you should be completely down the same path because you like the same TV shows, you like the same music, you read the same yeah. books. It's like, we are the same and you have nothing in common. Right. Other than some random cultural taste. Right. And vice versa, you can have the people that, you know, you don't like anything in common, like completely different universes intellectually or in every other level, but you click. Yes. And in a way that transcends all the cultural, ethnic, age differences, all of that is totally relevant, is you click. Right. And that to me is a more interesting connection. That's one that's based on, uh, oh, we like the same shit. We both like leather belts. Yeah, it's like. Big fucking deal, right? Yeah. We both like squash. Yeah. And pork rinds. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. That's something we've got. You like pizza? I like pizza too. Oh. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... Um, so writing books and traveling more uh, are on the list. Yeah, writing books, traveling more. and, and But more than anything, man, it's like that. This is the thing Ramdas said to me. Um, he said, you have to move from here and point it to my head to here and point it to my Uh heart. And to me, that's like, man, like, you know, if you can't make that move from your head into your heart, if you can't make the move from the intellectual disconnected state to the state of love, 
then it really doesn't fucking matter if you travel and it really doesn't matter if you write a book and it yep. really doesn't matter whatever the fuck you're doing because you're you're miserable. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if you so I think that's the the um and I know what you're saying like well let the activity be the medium through which you make that movement happen. Yep. Do the activity. This is kind of like um uh, in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna says uh something like I will accept a leaf, water, a flower, or the idea being like, I'll accept any, whatever, give, do whatever you do, do it as an offering to me. That's the idea. So whatever you do, do it not for yourself, do it, but do it as something that you're doing for whatever you want to consider Krishna to be the greater good of the universe. Mm-hmm. The great. So yeah, I kind of like that, which is like, yeah, no, make everything you're doing as a, an, an activity that is helping you move into your heart. And so maybe, maybe you know, writing a book for me, that, that's what that would be. Cool, man. Well, this is awesome. Great. Cool, man. That was fun. Thanks. Thank you so much. And uh, rest of you guys, you have a wonderful night. Good night. Hare Krishna. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon.